Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now, you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hey, Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity today. My friend took the day off. We've got Linda, we've got Ethan, we've got Katie. Really glad to have you along for the ride as well. We've got Michael Franzese at the bottom of the hour, former copper regime of the Colombo crime family in New York. He's now a pastor, has done a 180. He's speaking out about mafia democracy. That's his book name because of what Biden and those in Congress. And by the way, he calls out both sides in his book um, about how they're running the joint. He says they're running it like a crime family. And they've got the law on their side, too, because they can adjust policy and adjust law. We get into that. We talk a lot more about crime as well. Uh, we, we've also got a, a PAGS parody about crime. Uh, and if you listen to my program, you heard it last week. But uh, it, it hopefully it'll ring a bell for you. I based it on a 1970s song, a one-hit wonder. But a lot of you know the song from the 1980s. So we'll have that for you coming up in a minute as well. Um, before we get into the crime stuff, though, I saw this. Linda, I don't know if you saw this, where Joe Biden sits down and he's just mumbling about the economy, mumbling about how Republicans want us to default somehow, mumbling that the Republicans are trying to make us default for the first time in history. By the way, we, we have you know defaulted several times in history. There's actually a, a Twitter fact check on this yesterday. But um, Biden's sitting there, and he starts mumbling about Republicans and whatever, and then he says he's going to do a news conference or a press conference today. Did you see this? Yes. I was curious uh, where he would be doing that from, whether it be from that fake bunker that he has in his house or <laughs> is he actually going to do a real one. But It turns out he's not doing one at all. He just said it. So here's, here's the actual audio. And if you're watching, I'll give you the, the video as well. He just says this, and then immediately the White House starts doing damage control. Um, you know, I, I think we, we, we've got a lot of work to do. I'm, uh, and I'm doing a, a major press conference this afternoon, so uh, I love you all, but I'd like to ask you to leave so we can get down to business. Mr. President. Russia, Russia has alleged that the drone attack over the Kremlin was that the U.S. 
at this point, what you have going on is the gaggle of reporters, first of all, are very surprised that he's doing a major press conference. Later, he's not. Um, but but then you hear there's one voice that you can pick out if you listen closely. It's this lady. That's it. Get up. You got to go. That's it. This turns out the same lady who was in the Easter Bunny suit a year ago Easter that had to move him away from people asking him questions. I'm just going to play it again for a little, a little while longer because you can hear her actually telling them, get out. I'll be happy to talk to you about that, but not now. Mr. President, yesterday here this morning, you talked about the dangers of AI. What are the dangers you see, sir? And did you hear anything from the executives that assuaged your concerns? There are dangers. We'll get. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She keeps saying thank you. She wants him to get out. So he drops this bombshell. I'm going to do a major press conference later on. Now, a press conference, first of all, is a misnomer. Press conferences used to be because newspapers were made with printing presses, and all of the people that were reporters, journalists that did any reporting at all would do it for the press. And that, again, referred to making newspapers. They're actually news conferences now because the media are those who are in the room with them. Either way, press conference, a news conference, either way. But there isn't one scheduled. What he has, Linda, is some sit-down with CNN or MSNBC later, a one-on-one interview with somebody. He doesn't have a news conference or a press conference. So he just says it, and then people are like, oh, crap, when's that going to do this news to us? And he's just not doing it. It, it, he he it, might just be sitting at the- home in his living room trying to get Jill to talk to him for all you know. <laughs> I mean, I think at some point Could we be. have to, like, you know, literally just look at this person and say, and I will tell you, this is my conspiracy theory, and I go on record saying go. this is my opinion. Okay. okay? It's my opinion. It's my conspiracy theory. But I really feel like with all that we have coming out and this pending potential indictment of his son and him being the big guy, that the stranger he acts, the more incoherent he acts, the less likely he believes he will be to be held culpable for all of the things that he did when he did have his sanity and his wits about him. I'm not saying he doesn't have issues because he has just a crap load of them. Yeah. But there's something else going on here for sure. I'm buying what you're laying down, but here's my issue uh, because what you say makes sense if this guy is that good an actor. But we watch him every day. He really doesn't know where to stand. He doesn't really know what to say. He's not really sure what city he's in. So either they're medicating him to be this completely out of it, or he's the best actor on the planet. Because if what you say is right, and it could be, I'm not saying that it's not, but if what you're saying is right, he's got to be the best, at, like better than the Chin Gigante, who used to walk around every day pretending he was nuts when he wasn't. You know, the, the old mobster that would walk around the streets like in his bathrobe. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I just don't think he's that good an actor. I think the guy's just a shell. Yeah, I see. See, I don't disagree with you because there are a lot of weird things that happen. And they say that when people start to regress and start to have memory issues, they go to these like earlier moments. And I feel like right. he does that like a lot, you know, True. and he gets lost a lot and he's confused a lot and he's looking at his friends a lot and he's always looking for help. He doesn't know where to go. He's constantly talking about getting in trouble. They're clearly telling him, don't go here. Don't say this. Don't talk to this person. I mean, obviously, the cue cards last week. You know, we've got a picture of the person. We've got a phonetic spelling of their name. We have the question. We have the way you're going to answer it. I'm like, guys, come on. You know, I mean, he's clearly not running the show. Right. No, I I couldn't agree more. And I think it's Obama. I thought it was Susan Rice, but Susan Rice just resigned. So it must be Obama. Uh, A point was made to me the other day. I think it was by Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch who said, I'm not going to say who I think is running the place, but Obama's the only president that, that like bought a big house in Washington and stayed there. Um, after leaving office. I, I found mm, that to that's be very interesting. interesting. It is. That's a good point. Um, I want to get into Kim Gardner, who's the St. Louis, I guess, some circuit attorney, um, who is now stepping down. She's resigning. She is a Soros-funded um, district attorney, basically, who wasn't prosecuting any crime. 
She just wasn't doing it. And there's been major backlash because St. Louis is on fire. Um, same thing happening in Chicago. Same thing happening in New York. Same, same thing happening in San Antonio down the street from me. These Soros-funded DAs literally are not prosecuting crime. They're saying when they run, I'm not going to prosecute this, that, the other. And then when new laws come in, I'm not going to prosecute them. I guess Gardner, from what I got from the Attorney General of Missouri when I had him on, was... She was just getting these charges to her desk and never doing it, almost like pocket vetoing them. And the people would sit in like the holding cell and they just have to release them because no charges would come. She just wasn't charging anybody with crimes. And then we see the video from Chicago and L.A. and New York where you've got gangs of people between 15 and 30 who are gathering by the hundreds and going and looting the Walmart and looting the Target, burning the place down and leaving almost nothing. And then if those companies decide, you know, Maybe we'll just move out. Why would we stay here? We can't make a profit. And then you see San Francisco is locking everything behind plexiglass. Why would I stay here if I can't make a profit? If they decide they're going to leave, then the local so-called civil rights leaders say, well, you're racist. Racist! They'll say that. And then people, oh, got a genuflect to, to Al Sharpton's of the world. Let me stay in town and let them just steal stuff from us. People are not safe. People are being ransacked. People are being uh, are having horrible crimes committed against them because the criminals know there's not going to be any sort of a recourse. And to that end, my question is very simple. What do we do about it? Are we really for defunding the police? No, we're not really for that. Are we really for Soros deciding that we'll have anarchy in the streets so that some global entity can run the joint? I don't think we're for that either. I think that we've been kind of either naive or we've been complacent and we've allowed this to happen. I can't imagine what I would do if I were a small business owner and 50 people showed up and stole everything and, you know, threatened to punch, stab, or shoot me. What do you do if there's no police and there's no enforcement and the DA doesn't care? What do you do? The story that really jumps out at me, and one of our biggest stations on my show is in Minneapolis, St. Paul. In Minneapolis, the the uh, city council there said, we got to defund police. Police are out of control. They're killing people. George Floyd, blah, blah, blah. So they did. And then crime went up. And the city council called the police chief in front of them and said, hey, why is crime going up? Linda, I kid you not. That's exactly what happened. And the chief said, are you serious? Why do you think crime went up? We don't support our police officers. You took some funding away. People are getting early retirement and becoming like, you know, teachers or or they're, they're going to open their own business. They don't want to be cops. Nobody has their back. And then they want to know, they want some sort of accountability from the police. Like when in Seattle they had the chop or the chaz. Well, why is that allowed to happen where drugs are happening and rapes are happening and murders happening? Well, you won't let us go in there and shut it down. Right, right. They, they should have their autonomous zone. So we're in like this really weird place in America where crime is so completely out of control and regular citizens are running as fast and as, as hard as they can out of these big cities away from these DAs. It's not going to stop, though, until we put our feet down. Thank God Gardner's on the way out. That's a very good thing for St. Louis. But what's going to happen elsewhere? I, I want your thoughts on this. Now, I got an interview at the bottom of the hour with Michael Franzese, former Colo- uh, um, Copa regime. He was a captain, basically, with the Colombo crime family who was committing crimes. But I asked him very directly, you know, if the crime families were still in place in New York, would they have allowed for the Walmart and the Target to be looted and the Gucci to just ransack the place? His answer is going to blow you away. Because between you and me, the crime families, we're not for crime in their neighborhoods. Crazy, right? All right, I want to hear from you on this. 800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. Either I'm going to play this parody before we do the break, if you don't mind. 
Uh, because this is one that I did last week on my show. Sean and Linda have been nice enough to have me on doing my parodies before on Sean's show. And this is one that I just call Crime, but I based it on a song from the late 70s. I can't, Linda, I can't remember the name of the group. Of the song? Yeah, it comes from the, the song Signs. You know, Signs, well, Signs, Everywhere Signs. Now, I know that Tesla redid it in the 1980s, but the original song was from some, some oddball Canadian group, like a five-man group that did one song. It says the five-man electrical band. <laughs> there you go. I knew it was a five-man something. I actually said five-man group. Five-man yeah. electrical band originally did this. Tesla redid it. It's a PAGS parody I call Crimes. And I apologize beforehand. And the crime jump just as the Dems took over. Things just aren't fine. So they wanted to defund the cops. Things would turn bad a matter of time. And we ask them why they do that, knowing evil was just crime. They ignored that. Gangs got bad as crooks began to climb. Come on, bring it. Crime, crime, everywhere crime happens round the clock all of the time. Steal this, then steal that, case in all the crime. And the sign said no guns allowed and made the bad guy smile. You see, they knew they'd be fine. They could take it all from the store or mall, no rush. At all you find Got the Target and the Walmart Leaving all the shelves bare Company said our stores are dead We are pulling out of there Come on, everybody Crime, crime, everywhere crime Turning a blind eye all of the time Murders, rapes, and theft Can't believe the crime Social justice project won't prevail. Residents are fleeing fast. On the way out, say kiss my ass. Am I allowed to harmonize the word ass on Sean's show? Uh, Linda, I wasn't sure I was able to do that. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, I just I had no idea I was allowed to, but, but I did it. So there you go. I might be in trouble or not. If you like that, I posted it. The video is actually on my Rumble. Just go to JoePags.com, click on the Rumble link, and the words actually pop up on the screen if you do want to sing along with it. Your thoughts about the out-of-control crime, what should we do about it? 1-800-941-7326, 1-800-741-SEAN, SeanHannity.com. Joe Pags back after this on the Sean Hannity Show. 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Really glad to be here. It's your boy, Joe Pags. It's J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. JoePags dot com. My, my broadcast happens chronologically time-wise in the day, Monday through Friday, right after Sean. Uh, I'm on a lot of stations. Some stations run it later, but if you haven't heard of me, that's cool. Go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. You'll see what we're doing, and Linda's been on the live video stream today as well. And then my show goes on for three hours after Sean's is over. Michael Franzese at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. Do me a favor. I want to make Big Tech mad at me. And I want Instagram to have to let my following go over 200,000. Stop by Instagram and do a Joe Talk Show. J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. It's a verified account. There are some others that are faking like they're me. If it's a verified account, it's me. And check out my, my come on videos. Again, I'll show Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or something stupid. Yesterday, I actually posted a picture of a pizza. Now, Linda, you're, you're from an area where pizza is awesome. This picture made me so upset. I had to do a come on video about it. 
somebody cut the pizza in such a way so as not to cut through the pepperonis. And the slices look. Oh yeah, some idiot. And this was like trending on uh, on on Reddit. He he really? cut it in such a way to avoid the pepperonis, and the slices of pizza were disgusting. And and I'm, look, I'm an American of Italian descent. I did not like it. I had to do a come on video on it. Go and check that out. It's Joe Talk Show over on Instagram. You will be just as upset as I when you see this. Some people are like, "Oh, you can still eat it. It's still good." No, no, you don't cut a pizza like that. As far and as it, I'm it, concerned, after watching De Blasio eat it with a fork, I, I mean, <laughs> I was like, "I'm good." I mean, I don't know. Who does there's that? A, there's people who do the blotting. You ever see the people who do the blotting? Ridiculous. That's the best part of the pizza. Leave the grease. I'm like, all right. What is the matter with you? It is uh, again one eight hundred. Uh, nine four one Sean. Uh, go to Sean. Uh, go to Hannity.com as always. But again, if you want to check out who I am, JoePags.com. Uh, I'm going to grab a phone call, but I want to make it very quick. And we, were, we had Tulsi Gabbard on last hour. Melissa, Florida, about thirty forty five seconds. What's up? Hey, um, Joe. Appreciate it. Um, listen, what are we supposed to do? I guess I listened to um, to um, to Tulsi Gabbard, and then yeah. yesterday to Paul Ryan. I mean, not Paul Ryan. Um, you know, um, another guy yesterday from Congress and. Right. We have all these ideas, but what do we do? I mean, that's my question. Like, it's a great question. I'm wondering what to do. I'll give you. I'll give you my best answer I can. Start voting in every election on the local side. Go to the school board meetings. Go go and vote on every city hall member. Go and vote on the mayor. Don't sit it out and then think naturally you can make some sort of a difference. So you have to grow it, almost like a farm team in baseball. You've got to grow it from the locals uh, to, to the county, to the state, to the federal. Then we can really have a voice. We have been, we've ignored it way too long, and that was the problem. Great call. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Keep it here from Michael Frenzies. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network. And now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T and T-Mobile. For the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Really glad to have you. Always a pleasure to have this man back. He has certainly become a fast friend of mine. We've been friends for a while now. It's Michael Franzese, former mobster. Now he's a pastor. He's an author. He's a content creator and doing so much more. Michael, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm good, Joe. How are you? Uh, I'm living the dream. You know that. I-, I love your content. You're over a million now on YouTube, right? That's that's crazy. Yeah, we passed a million. You know, blessed. Very, very fortunate. Well, what do you think it is? Uh, is it because uh, of the mob stories? Because you're doing a lot more than just mob stories now. You're getting into self-motivation. You're getting into how to do business, how to negotiate. I mean, it, there's so much going on there. And, and I know that you and I spoke privately that is there a fear of going to a different place and not just the mob stories that I might lose the audience? And it turns out, no, not only haven't you lost it, you're gaining other audience that you didn't have before, right? Yeah, that's how it's going, Joe. And I think people are enjoying seeing my perspective of things from my mob background, you know, and uh, I I give kind of a different perspective than most people do. 
And, uh, you know, hopefully it's, it's reasonable and it's acceptable to many people. It seems like it's really catching on. And, Joe, honestly, that's what I want to do. I mean, there's only so many mob stories you can tell. Right. And, uh, you know, that was my life back then. But uh, people are really jumping in, and I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. It's, um, it's Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. His last name is F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. Uh, you've heard people say Franchese, Franchi-Jap. I mean, they say all sorts of things, just like with, with my last name, but it's Franzese is, is how we're pronouncing it. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Follow him everywhere. When you watch what's going on in the streets of America, Michael, do you see it? Does it almost take you back to your mom days? Does it look like organized crime? And here's what I mean. When we see in Chicago 300, 200 people between 15 and 25 breaking into a Target and just looting and ransacking the place, is that organized crime by the same definition that you used to live by? Well, you know, the the policies that are out there now are creating this crime to be organized because people are getting together, understanding that they can bypass the law and get away with it. You know, I, I liken it back to the days of prohibition. You know, the mob back then were just a series of guys running around the streets doing stuff. Prohibition comes in and they start to band together and form this organized criminal uh, enterprise. That's exactly what's going on in the street. Guys are getting together and saying, hey, we can rob these stores. We can do this. We can do that. We're going to get away with it. So let's do it as a team. And they're organizing. So it's policies, failed policies now that are allowing that to happen. Is there a head of the snake, do you think? Is there some sort of, is Soros the, the de facto boss? Are the mayors that are letting it happen? Are they de facto? You had a guy or, or a lady the other day from Black Lives Matter in, um, in Chicago literally said this on a camera to a microphone and a camera. She said, if you loot the Gucci, that's reparations. So are they empowering the youth to think that they're oppressed and repressed and they're owed something? Or is there a boss, do you think? Well, I think it's both. You know, Soros said back in 2010 when some Supreme Court decision came down that that he didn't like, he said, quote, I'm going to make it my life's mission to destroy America. And he's doing it. You know, he's putting his money where his mouth was, where his goal was. He's putting in all these progressive, you know, politicians, mayors, uh, uh, prosecutors that I I just don't understand this, Joe. And he is accomplishing what he said he was going to go out to do. Number one. Number two. Listen, Joe. I'm a Christian. I give everybody a fair shake. Yeah. But the most important, everything you see on the news today is inclusion, is racism, is transgender, is this. We got so many problems in this world, and this is all this administration is focusing on. This is all that these progressives are focusing on. I don't get it. And meanwhile, the world is crumbling. This country is in such dire need right now of somebody to come in and straighten it out. Going back to your old days again, it used to be cat and mouse. It used to be you guys would do bad things, and you've admitted all these things, um, and the cops were the good guys trying to catch you doing the bad things, or the FBI, or Giuliani, or, or whomever, but you never came out on camera and said, yeah, we're doing bad things on purpose, we'll kill you, or steal, or we'll loot, or we'll embezzle. You never said those things on camera. It was like, no, no, what are you talking about? I'm a guy in the street. I'm a guy in the neighborhood. No, I'm just trying to support my family. Now the criminals are saying, we're going to loot, we're going to steal, we're going to burn it down. And if the, tar- if the target of the Walmart, Michael, decides we're leaving town because we can't afford to stay here, then they're called racist for leaving. It's all like out in the open now. Can you believe this? No, I've never seen anything like it. It's all upside down. Listen, you know, we had a respect for law because we knew what they can do to us. You know, we knew the consequences, so we respected their position and what it is they can do. So we didn't openly speak against them and, and thumb our nose in their faces. We did our crime. We tried to do it so that nobody would know about it and we wouldn't get caught. 
Today, they just come right out because they know there's no consequences. Joe, you know this. When there are no consequences to bad actions, bad actions continue and they grow. And that's exactly what's happening. You and I talked about this before. When the mob was running the streets in New York and Chicago and elsewhere, the streets were much safer for those who weren't involved in mob activity. Um, If you were active in the mob, now let's say this is 1975 and it's happening, right? And you see 200 people show up to the local store, ransack it, and ruin some guy's business. I get the feeling the mob would have put a stop to it. No doubt about it, Joe. Nobody bothered us in our neighborhood. We kept it crime-free. You know, I'll give you even a further example. Do you remember the son of Sam? Yes. When he was going rampant. Do you know that we had crews out there trying to find him? Wow. And he he wasn't bothering us, but, you know, innocent people were getting killed and hurt and whatever. We went out to try to find him. As a matter of fact, I had an incident where we thought we had him one night, wow. and he got away. Uh, but we would never allow this, Joe. Never. You know, I mean, there are stores here now, big stores, Walmarts, uh, Target. You go in there, you, you can't believe where you are. Everything is behind glass, locked up. You have to walk around with an attendant to get a toothpaste off the shelf. That's how bad it's become out here. And they're allowing it happen. It, they're letting it happen. I just cannot understand the mentality unless you're looking to destroy the country. That's and, the only answer. No, well, that, that's got to be what they're doing. And again, the, the divisiveness is really what's doing. And you mentioned this with DEI and, and ESG and, and all this uh, diversity, inclusion, trans stuff. They're dividing us on politics. They're dividing us on ancestry. They're dividing us on, on skin tone. And if you do that, you can individually tell you can tell the black people that white people don't like you. Tell the Hispanics that black people don't like you. Tell the trans people that straights don't like you. And if you believe that, and if you feel like you're intersectional or you're oppressed in some way, then you'll go and act out. And you might be a trans person in Nashville that kills six Christians because you thought they hated you, which doesn't make any sense. If you could not, again, you're not glorifying the mob days, and neither am I, and you're a pastor now, you're a great Christian, you're a family man. If you had a button that you could press... To fix it, what would that button do? How, how would you start to fix If somebody called you and said, hey, Franzese, fix the problem we have in Chicago, L.A., New York, San Francisco. Well, you know, it all comes down with leadership, Joe. You know, putting the right people, obviously, in power and, you know, stopping all this divisiveness. Divisiveness. That's that's the one key word that that's happening in this country in every sector. You know, they're trying to divide everybody, the rich from the poor, you know, the trans from the normal. Well, I shouldn't say that. But I get in trouble for that. Trans from, you know, male and female. Yes. You know, how it's a, you know, you know what I've seen, Joe? I, I could not believe it. In a school district, I think it's Massachusetts or Ma- Maine, you cannot call a student boy a boy anymore. Wow. You have to call him a person uh, that produces sperm. Come on. Can you imagine? on a grade school level? No. I mean, this is nothing but divisiveness. Why? You know, somebody said, you know, another thing I heard the other day that uh, you have, you don't have to be the person that you were assigned to be at birth. And I said, well, what do you mean assigned to be? You come out either as a boy or a girl. You, you don't have, you're not assigned. That's who you are. Right. This is how crazy it's gotten. As I cross the country and I see people are so uninformed and uneducated about what's really going on because they're hearing this propaganda from, you know, mainstream media and everywhere else. And, you know, you know, in all due respect, a lot of people, they don't have the time to focus and concentrate on what's going on in politics and in the world. Right. They're trying to put food on their table. They're trying to earn a living. They're trying to take care of their families. 
So they're not as, you know, in tune with all of this as you and I are. We have the luxury or, you know, whatever you want to call it, to be able to really focus in on what's going on. So they, they hear something and they believe it. And that's it. You know, they're just so uninformed. And that's why it's so important for yourself, myself, to have a voice to rally people, to get the truth out there, because fortunately, over social media, we have big audiences, and we're able to go out and let people understand in a nice way. You know, I don't want to start a revolution. I'm not looking for people to get hurt and for crazy stuff to happen. You know, when I wrote my book, Mafia Democracy, my main thought on there is I want people to see what's going on so they understand it and they can hold our, our people in office uh, accountable. That's it. Well, what, what, I, what I love about Mafia Democracy is that you call out both sides. You don't care. If, if you're somebody who is who's acting in your capacity as a representative or a government official like some mob boss, you should be called out. If you're embezzling and getting rich when you shouldn't be, you should be called out. I love what you do in that book. Get the book Mafia Democracy. You can get everything Michael Franzese at michaelfranzese.com for sure. Uh, let, me, let me switch gears a little bit because you mentioned Mafia Democracy. In just the purest of terms... Do you see the Biden family as nothing different from a mob family back in the day? Absolutely, Joe. How do you explain all of these transactions? You know, it's always the same thing. Follow the money. You know, that's how I went down. Follow the money. You know, I had, you know, bank accounts with money coming in from, you know, tax money that we were taking and we were putting it in different places. Follow the money. It tells the story. Why are all these people in the Biden family getting money from shady places? I mean, Look, I think there's a lot more, you know, that's going to be revealed on this. Uh, They've done a great job of covering it up. You know, Joe, I am so disgusted with the way these people lie and get away with it. They don't even care anymore. What's interesting is no reporter uh, worth their weight in dirt will even ask the question, why are you so rich? You're making 160000 a year as a representative or as a senator. Why, do you, why are you selling a house for $35 million? Why does Biden have several houses worth millions of dollars and they seem to just have no worries in the world money-wise when his entire career he hasn't had a job, Michael? He's been in government the entire time uh, of his career. Hunter Biden's laptop alone will say that, that it's a crime family. But I believe it was you last time that I had you on. And you said, and I want you to expand on this if you don't mind, that basically when government does what you guys used to do in the crime families, when they do it, they do it on steroids because they're the government. They actually control the rules. They control the narrative. Absolutely, Joe. Well, they, they make the laws and they enforce the laws right. and they control the Department of Justice and everything else. I mean, look, what we've seen in the past couple of years between, you know, the FBI's influence at Twitter and all this. I mean, I can go. We can be on here for several hours right. because I'm very in tune with what's going on as you are. You know, they can get away with it. I mean, it, it's plain and simple. You know, they have the look there. There is not equal justice under the law anymore, Joe. And I, if people haven't seen that, especially in the last two years, then they're really blind to what's going on. He's flying to, to Ireland with his dad on Air Force One, Michael. It blows my mind. Well, you know what? He's just thumbing his nose at everybody's face saying, right. you know, what are you going to do to me? Uh, l- let me finish with this. Uh, you, you are tight with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's yeah. a guy about my age. Um, I watched him fight. We all were thrilled by how he fought. Man, he had some really, really rough years. Um, and now he's bouncing back in a more positive way. Um, you're working on something with Mike Tyson that will empower people who don't think they have a future, who don't think they can get up and, and get it done. It, basically motivational, Michael. Fill me in. What is this going to be? Well, you know, yeah, I, I am uh, deeply involved with Mike and his wife, Kiki, who happens to be, uh, you know, a tremendous inspiration to him and, and certainly been a, a real positive in his life. 
And Mike's whole thing now, he wants to give back. He wants to do good for people. And he's really committed, very sincere about it. And, you know, our whole platform together since I'm, you know, doing the same thing for the past several years is how you turn adversity into an advantage. And the both of us have been through adversity, Mike, you know, on a, on a whole different level. Uh, and we want to we want to really motivate, inspire, encourage and help people to turn their lives around, to do better things in their life, uh, to become better people. Um, and uh, and we're very, very committed to it. And we got a platform that we're putting together. Mike and I are going to be in Florida uh, this month. We're going to be filming some things uh, towards that. I'm very excited about it because I see him so committed to this. And I think, you know, the, the boxer and the mob guy getting together, you know, instead of throwing a fight, we're trying to help people, you know. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, I'm with you. It sounds amazing, but it also sounds kind of scary. Like you said, the mobster and the, and the ex-fighter who was known to be ferocious. Um, but, but I've seen Mike lately, and he does seem to, in, a, in his own way, and I don't know him, hopefully we'll talk to him, but he seems to, in his own way, be trying to tell people what he's trying to do. But he's not the communicator that you are. He's not the communicator that I am. It's kind of it's hard for him to talk feelings, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but you know he's so sincere and he comes right. across so sincere, you know. And he's got such a platform. I went to him, you know, when I come up with this idea. I said, Mike, you know, next to Muhammad Ali, who I know you you cared very much about, you know, and really looked up to. Right. You're probably the most well known person in the world. I Absolutely. Said, Mike Tyson. I said, let's put this together to do some good. And he just jumped all over it because he really, really wants to do that. And I think he's going to be a tremendous inspiration to people out there all over the world. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I feel privileged and honored to be a part of it with him. You are, you are gracious enough to tell me that, that we'll be able to sit down with you and Mike once this does get up yeah. and running. You, you think it'll be in the next couple of months? Uh, I think we're planning to uh, to launch this at this moment in July. Nice. And in July, it looks like in Miami, and I'd love to invite you, Joe. Thank uh, you. We're going to be on stage, Mike and I together, and I think they're going to stream it. It's going to be a you know a fairly big deal, and we're going to launch the platform that night. Would be amazing, Michael. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the friendship, and thank you for the the, the very positive motivation coming from where you came from and doing the the God's work that you're doing now is amazing to me. MichaelFranzese.com. Follow him on YouTube. Get his wine. Get his pizza. Get his book, Mafia Democracy. Michael, let's talk again. Thanks so much. You got it, my friend. Thanks for having me, Joe. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You, you bet, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Always an absolute pleasure to be in for, uh, for my friend Sean Hannity. Sean, thank you for that. Linda, thank you for making it happen. You're amazing. Thank you very much. Katie is well on the phones and Ethan running the, the, the buttons and the technical stuff. My name, Joe Pags. Go to J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. Click on anything you want to click on. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.